0: I'm just savoring this moment. You know, sometimes uh, things are a little sweeter when you have to wait 12 years for them, (laughs) and uh, that's what this is. You know, if you're relatively new to BlackRock, you need to forgive me, forgive some of uh, the long timers here at BlackRock if we get a little overexcited, a little emotional on this day, because this is the culmination of a vision that God gave us uh, back in 2002 and became a a church-wide effort in 2003. The journey started with miracles when um, all our surrounding neighbors who vowed never to sell, well, within an 18-month period, uh, we went from owning 5 acres as a church to 18 acres. And uh, this land miracle was... uh, Just the beginning, and then we started to pray for what Jesus called even greater things. And that led to the giving miracle that I mentioned earlier, the generosity of Black Rock people. Uh, pledging in 2004 over $11 million so that we could purchase the land and start moving forward with a building plan. So we hired the the best experts uh, to make sure that we were submitting a building plan that would be good for the town of Fairfield, good for the environment, and uh, good for us because it would allow us to continue worshiping in our building while we constructed the new one. Uh, so we submitted our plan to the town of Fairfield in 2005, and then, bam! <laughs> uh, suddenly, our neighbors, new neighbors, because we, uh, they were now against our newly purchased uh, property, well, they banded together, uh, and uh, uh, they were against our project. They labeled it anti-environmental. They orchestrated a massive uh, media campaign and hired a lawyer. Uh, So in 2005 and 2006, uh, BlackRock was front-page news from the Connecticut Post to the New York Times. And uh, let me show you some of the headlines of articles that were written by Connecticut Post writer Andy Brophy. Uh, Church Plan Draws a Crowd. You know, many of the headlines... uh, had to do with the fact that our public hearings became sold-out events. Uh, this headline, uh, Turnout Cancels the Church Meeting. This, the hearings uh, for our project uh, drew so many of our supporters from inside the church and outside that the fire marshal had to close down the meetings and reschedule them to bigger and bigger venues. Uh, here 's an article that reminds us of the uh, protest signs that were put up up and down the uh, streets in fairfield and finally here 's a headline that sums up kind of the feeling in town for quite a long time it 's an article entitled "Holy War." <laughs> you know it, it might have been a holy war, but I am so pleased to tell you that the people of Blackrock were not combatants uh, i 'm so pleased to tell you that in the face of mad neighbors and misinformed protesters, the people of BlackRock were always kind and loving and winsome and wise in person, in print, and on TV. And as I mentioned, that uh, the reporter who wrote the articles about BlackRock was a Connecticut Post reporter named Andy Brophy. And while covering the controversy, Andy uh, met BlackRock people. And then, In the years following the coverage, Andy says that God led him to BlackRock to start a relationship with Jesus. And now Andy is part of the BlackRock family and a dedicated follower of Jesus. And... Many of you know Bob Niedemeyer and uh, how he was a key leader in the Neighborhood Association that had many opposers to our project. But God led Bob to uh, come to BlackRock and led Bob to a new relationship here with Jesus. And now he's one of the key leaders here at BlackRock. Bob... uh, Bob Niedemeyer and uh, Andy Brophy are both over here. Would you guys just stand for a moment? Because I think this is kind of a... Thanks, guys. I just think that they're a small representation of the fact that while we were in the middle of what seemed like chaos, God was doing amazing things in the background, even through the controversy and the opposition. You know, another good thing that came out of the controversy is that we ended up learning a lot about our woods uh, on our property. Uh, we, uh, we learned something about, what we, about a vernal pool. Uh, and uh, the Vernal Pool is located on a part of our property here that was never involved directly in our construction plans, but it became the center of the environmental argument, and so we became experts on the Vernal Pool and on fairy shrimp and salamanders, uh, which we didn't know anything about uh, until the controversy. Uh, you know, All those years, we had been enjoying those woods, just not knowing uh, what... Special stuff was out there, and uh, we have to admit that because of our ignorance, uh, some of the controversy was our fault. As you see in this uh, headline, Um, (laughs) I believe these are the three fairy shrimp that everybody was talking about all those years. Anyway, uh, after all of the controversy, uh, it culminated in our project being denied in 2006. And as a result, we investigated other towns to relocate uh, our church to, but it kept we, our church kept coming back right here to Black Rock Turnpike and to a new approach that would be difficult for us as a church but would be much easier for the town to approve. The plan would be difficult for us because it would require us to destroy our current facility and move into temporary facilities for 20 months and the new plan necessitated us to raise the necessary funds in the midst of the worst recession that this area has ever seen. People outside Blackrock said this is impossible. But the impossible became possible because we follow a Savior who specializes in miracles and because we are a body and not a building. We're a body that is committed to doing whatever is necessary to shine brighter for Jesus with God's love in this community. And this commitment led to what we call the Lighthouse Project in 2010, which is built around the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And as I mentioned, these words form the basis of our dedication plaque that will be out in our Welcome Center. And they form the basis for eight dedicatory statements that we'll all voice together in unison in just a few moments. And I want to go over those eight dedicatory statements right now so that you can speak them from the heart. Because, you know, we're not just dedicating a building today. We're dedicating ourselves to God. Which leads now to the first phrase in our dedication statement. We dedicate ourselves and this building to the glory of God. Jesus says, let your light so shine before others that they may glorify God your Father in heaven. So in the front of our, our building, there will be a cornerstone, and the cornerstone will bear three Latin words, Soli Deo Gloria. And these three words indicate that this building and everything done in it is to be for God's glory alone. So we declare that this building is for God's glory. This building is not a monument to ourselves. It's not even for us. This building is for God and for His purpose through us. And God's purpose for us is not a mystery. We know that the Father's primary purpose for us is to lift up His Son, Jesus, that He can draw people to Himself, which leads to the next statement. We dedicate ourselves in this building to the joyful proclamation of the good news in Jesus Christ to both our neighbors and And the nations. Jesus calls us to shine out his message of light. The message is Jesus and his death on the cross to pay for sins, his resurrection, so that new life can belong to all those who believe in him and follow him. Jesus is the only way that people can find peace with God. And so, even though our responsibility starts with our neighbors, our love for the lost must shine beyond our neighborhood to the furthest corners of the globe through our dedication to our global missions work. Next, we dedicate ourselves in this building to the faithful teaching of God's Word in Scripture. When at uh, the end of Matthew, Jesus calls his people, that's us, to bring the gospel to all people, he also adds these words, teach them everything I have commanded you. So, with complete confidence, we declare that the Bible is God's word, that it's the final authority for all things pertaining to life and to the work of this church, that And that this place is dedicated to the teaching of the Bible to children, to students, to adults of all ages and stages and walks of life. Next, we dedicate ourselves and this building to the wholehearted worship of God and to prayer in Jesus' name. This place is dedicated to the relationship with God that is made possible by what Jesus did on the cross for us. Every time we gather in this place, we celebrate the relationship with God that is a two-way relationship. As we gather to worship and pray, we both express our hearts to God... And then God speaks to us and leads us and empowers us through His Holy Spirit to fulfill the declarations that we're making today. Next, we dedicate ourselves and this building to the ongoing discipleship of believers marked with Christ-like love and truth. Jesus is the light of the world. And so when He calls us to shine, He's calling us to reflect to reflect the brilliance of His character, His extraordinary character in our ordinary lives. And with this in mind, we declare that this is not only a place to hear God's Word, this is a place where we commit to apply God's Word with life transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit. Next. We dedicate ourselves and this building to the spiritual growth of both our body and the greater kingdom of God. We've already declared that this building is for God. And that means that we cannot be selfish about this place. But we commit to share it with God's people uh, of other like-minded churches and ministries so that our building builds the kingdom of God so that we can be an encouragement to uh, this area towards spiritual awakening for God's glory. Next, we dedicate ourselves in this building to the lost who need Jesus. That countless souls will find Him here through our compassionate words and deeds. Jesus says, "...let your light shine that you may glorify your Father." In heaven. And it's so meaningful that we dedicate this building on Father's Day because Jesus teaches us that God is a Father who eagerly looks to the horizon for even one lost child to come home to Him. And so we dedicate this building to our Father who loves lost people like us and then makes us His children, and then sends us out to help more and more and more people find their way home to His Father's love. Finally, we dedicate ourselves and this building to our church-wide purpose to love God, love people, and serve our world. Until the glorious return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now, please stand. In a moment, I would like us to, in unison, uh, declare these eight statements as our dedication to God. But before we declare together, I would like to give you a moment to take a deep breath and personalize. Personalize this moment with God. This is a holy moment between you and And God. It is a corporate act that we're participating in, but it is only as meaningful as you personally commit to dedicate in this way. So, right now, would you just take a moment, take a moment in quiet before God? And now, we, the people of Black Rock, Congregational Church, declare our dedication to God by saying these words in unison. Together, we dedicate ourselves and this building to the glory of God, to the joyful proclamation of the good news in Jesus Christ to both our neighbors and the nations, to the faithful teaching of God's holy word in Scripture, to the wholehearted worship of God. And to prayer in Jesus' name, to the ongoing discipleship of believers marked with Christ like love and truth, to the spiritual growth of both our body and the greater kingdom of God, to the lost who need Jesus, that countless souls will find him here through our compassionate words and deeds, to our church wide purpose to love God, love people, and serve our world until the glorious return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's just celebrate this holy moment together. Just allow yourself to kind of freeze frame this moment because someday somebody's going to ask you about this moment and uh, it's a special moment you're going to want to remember.